Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for naughty boys and their podcast partners. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what movie did we watch? Cody, we watched... Scroll up here. Leon Colin the Professional. Yes. I appreciate that you honored the true spirit of his name and also the accents in the, you know, and their placement. Original title, Leon. Ooh, oh my goodness. A movie so good they named it twice? Yeah. But here's mm. the thing. Okay, no, no, hold on. The plot thickens. The, the poster they've got here just says The Professional. That's what, okay, I've seen that poster. What's the name? Luke Besson. Is that the name of the director? Yes, sir. He's shady, dude. That's what I'm telling you. I, this man can't be trusted. Look at a picture of him. Let me look at a picture of him. Hold on. Oh, just the shadiest guy. Get all these writer and producer credits out of here. Show me director. You know what I mean? Show me his director credits. He's got quite the filmography. It's a journey, dude. It's a journey to go on. Do you want to read some of these off to us? Oh, we got, I mean, we got Fifth Element. We got Leon, the professional. That's uh, all you really need to watch of his filmography, I would say. Arthur <laughs> keep going, and the Invisibles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arthur and the Revenge of Maltazard. Oh, they gave him two. Arthur three, the war of the two worlds full trilogy. How much you want to bet they shot all three of those at once. Keep going. Oh, Cody, those are years apart. All right. Like so many years apart. Tiffany loves those movies. I'll tell you, everybody go watch Arthur, the invisibles. I'll defy you to not be shocked at how bad it is. Snoop Dogg <laughs> is in that movie. I'll just tell you that right <laughs> no. now. Uh, Look, if you want to sell a movie to a family audience, you get Snoop Dogg involved, all right? And it means, here's the thing, Cody, Arthur and the Invisibles, not to derail us in any way, but it's (laughs) Tiffany loves this movie. And it is, it blows my mind, this film, okay? This film, they like, he shrinks down and they're like, oh, it's a mystical wonderland, you know, like... Like Fern Gully or, you know, like Epic or what, what is that other one? The Strange Music or whatever. That what's his strange face World? did? No, 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 no. Not the gay one. The other one, you know. It can't watch Strange Worlds because of the gays, Cody. That's what they tell us. All right. That's what they told me when I asked about it. They said, no, can't do it. And I said, fine. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Who's gay in the movie? I forgot. I don't know, Cody. <laughs> I think it might be like the ship captain or something. It, All right. Keep going. Yeah. But uh, uh, don't worry. It's not one of the main characters, you know? Oh, I thought it was the main character. We're That's still why grasping everybody was mad about it. I mean, he's got a wife and a child, so I'm. Betting. If I were a betting man, I would say he might be straight. Carry on. Oh, I'm talking about the George Lucas uh, one based on the the uh, William Shakespeare play. Uh, that's all based. That's like written around an early 2000s pop band album. <laughs> you know the movie. I th- something and. Uh, but it's not that. So then they go. And then I'll tell you, at one point on their mystical adventure through this magical land of wonder and whimsy, they end up just in a club, just in a nightclub. But for tiny, invisible people. And Snoop Dogg's there. And then they're not there. 
a few minutes later. And it's like, what is this George Lucas movie? You're no, no, that's about? not the George Lucas I know, movie. I know you're not talking about it. I'm going back to it. And I can't get over. What is it? I know. I only know three George Lucas movies and they're, they're it Star is Wars. Strange Magic. American Graffiti. Strange. Oh, ELO. Strange Magic. So George Lucas wrote Ooh, the story dude. for it. He was not Strange not involved anything magic. past that. But yeah. Strange. I have an ELO t-shirt. My mom got it for me. Whoa. Yeah. Are you saying that or is that you? Oh, wow. No, no. I've got, do you want to see it? Yes. It'd be a whole thing to get. All right. I'll get it. Hold on. Go get it. Go get it right now. See why Cody's gone. I can say whatever I want. He can't hear me. You know, it's like he, he definitely took his headphones off. There's no way he kept them on. So I can just say like this guy. He doesn't know movies. Don't listen to him. This is for the listening audience. I know they're going to appreciate me showing this to you and no one else. Oh, my gosh. Says Jeff Lynn's ELO. It's got the spaceship. And look, it's got the tour dates on the back. Wow. 2019. So is that the is that the band that it's all based around? Well, there's a song called Strange Magic by ELO. That's all I know. Oh, you know, here we go. Music. What, what does ELO stand for, Cody? Is, Electric Light Orchestra. Cody, let me tell you right now, it's not on the list of tracks from the music, okay? So you're telling me I pulled out a t-shirt to show our listening audience for no reason? Exactly. <laughs> Unless, is ELO, is like the front man sometimes listed? Or did the, would they have listed Jeff just... Lynn? The, Jeff Lynn? I only know Jeff is. Lynn. Jeff Lynn. Oh, got him. Strange Magic, boom, did it. Yeah, so Strange Magic is in the movie, but it's the only yellow thing. So they have the names of two people who... Did George Lucas do Howard the Duck too? Look, we're not talking about Howard the Duck, all right? There's duck boobs in that movie, and I'm not having that, all right? Luke Benson also did Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets, which I watched recently, and you know what? It's not as bad as everyone made it out to be. I was I liked hmm. it. I thought it was very fun. It was definitely like they took, you know, a very long running graphic novel series mm-hmm. and shoved it into a less than two hour long movie. So much like uh, uh, much like Star Wars, the love story really got, uh, you know, it's like, hey, we're co-workers. Mm. You know, I'm going to make some inappropriate remarks towards you. Now we're in love. And it's like, cool. That's that, how, what? That's how I do it, you know? So it was very, there's a lot of like, wait, what? They're like, you, you, you read the books, right? <laughs> that's, uh, it feels like what that movie says to you a lot. Like, you read the books, you know what's going on here, right? And it's like, no. What? Here's the thing, Cody. In that movie, there's a thing. You can give it a thing and it'll poop out a million of those things. Seems like a very useful skill. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. But that is what it's about. (laughs) That's what everybody wants, but that's not what it's about. Hmm. It's it's an interesting movie. Anyway, we're talking about Leon. Yes, Leon, the professional. Tyler, do you want to give a synopsis of what even this movie is about? 
Cody, I would love to. All right. Let me tell you what this is. This movie we got, you know, classic, just a single dude. He's living down the street. He's, there's a little girl. She's there. Maybe her, you know, classic New York style, you know, you know, place that they're living. Right. Uh, you know, he's just going to work and coming home every day. You know, that's, he's just trying to live his life, be professional, be, you know, out there, you know, making it to the next day. Right. And then, uh, you know, this little girl, she just comes in. She really messes it all up for him. You know, just, uh, you know, how like, you know, every time you're just a single dude rocking with your life and then a woman comes in and messes it all up. That's what Natalie Portman does for everybody she touches. All right. She comes in, she bungs it all up. Right. You know, this guy, he's just out here trying to, you know, live, doing, living his best life out there, betraying Ethan Hunt, you know, and she comes in some, some, some funny business happens, you know, commissioner Gordon's there doing his cop thing, you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You nailed it on the head. He's out here. He's the guy doing the thing. Tyler, I mean, my hot take on this movie. It's a good, you know, it's a good one. I got questions. I'm not going to say I don't have questions about it, but I liked it. I thought it was quite good. And, you know, Luc Besson, I think it's probably your best movie. You know, who doesn't love a fifth element? I recommended it to a friend. He saw it and was like, what even was that? I was like, well. I don't know what to tell you. And I have not seen any of his other movies. So how'd it go for you? What did you think of it? Let me tell you about this movie. This I watched this whole film, you know, mere moments ago, right? Just in the last 15 minutes, I watched the whole two hour movie. Okay. And it, Cody, I see that you've set our recording channel uh, <laughs> status. Status? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to do anything and I see that you've said it. I didn't notice when it changed, but you've said it to keep yeah. it sexy and I appreciate it. I mean, right? are we not? Is that not what we're doing here? I mean, it's fair. You're right. You're right. Uh, I appreciate it. Right. I appreciate you out here letting everyone else in our discord know, you know, <laughs> what we're out here doing. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I thought the movie was good. I enjoyed it. But here's the thing. I... I've, there's something off about the movie. There's something, I feel like there's just something I cannot I legitimately cannot place my finger on it, but there is, is like it, something. Is it something French? Is there sort of a French undertone to maybe, the movie? Is that what you're talking thing. about? But. We're not, we don't have to talk about the fact that, that Jean, Jean here is French because, you know, I can look past his flaws. All right. I'm not talking about him though. I'm talking about the director, you know? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's the that seeping in. But there was like it felt like there's just something. And maybe it's just because it's a 90s movie and like, you it know, it's like when you old. go to Montreal and you're like, I'm not in Paris, but I'm also not in Toronto. So what is going on? You know, exactly. Who went out here and mushed together Toronto and Paris and made Montreal? Who did this? Whose idea was? Here's I mean, I like thing. it, but it's weird, you know? You've brought thanks for bringing it up, Cody. Let's talk about how why does Toronto constantly elect criminals as their mayors? Why are all their mayors like drug addicts? That's what I want to know. And then why Here's when the it's thing. like this guy does, does coke and they're like, awesome, let's elect him again. 
That's what I want. Have you seen the Canadians? They live simple, plain lives and it's boring. So they get their thrills through their politicians. You know, Mm -hmm. they need someone to live vicariously through that's having a good time, having the good times they could never have. Look, I'm just sitting here. I'm thinking like, I can't believe they would elect somebody with a drug problem. We all know the only thing that you can elect a, 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 a politician knowing that they do is if they kill foreigners. All right. That's what politicians are supposed to do. Yeah. Okay. Like their main job. Yeah. But Collect if they, taxes, you know, if they kill come foreign out, people. If you find out they do drugs, they, you know, have a girlfriend, they're not married, they're not Christian. All these things, they have to be hung in the square. All right. That's the rules. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what the founding fathers would have wanted, you know? Canada, this is why your houses are too expensive, right? You need to be more like America, where your houses and your medicine are too expensive, all right? (laughs) I get a text every month from my pharmacist saying, hey, I need you every month, I'll remind you, every month for a medication that they have been filling for almost two years, Hey, your medicine's expensive. We need you to call and talk to us to approve us filling it. (laughs) And you know what? For the last six months, I don't. And they still fill it. So, you know, (laughs) that's the PSA to all you people out there. Like, hey, this medicine's $300. Why would the the pharmacy care, you know? That's the thing. Don't they want it to be more expensive? All right. Everybody from other countries, let me tell you about a conversation I've had with my pharmacist dozen times so we didn't get uh, any we didn't get approval from your uh insurance to fill this or they're like hey we they need prior authorization in order to uh fill this medicine and i said that's fine they're not going to cover it anyway just fill it <laughs> no no we need it we need that and i'm like i have had to look a pharmacist in the eye and say i do not care mm-hmm I can pay for the medicine. And that pharmacist, like I had to threaten to just go to another pharmacy. And then they're like, all right, fine. Here it is. And I'm like, yeah. Let me pay you for these goods and services. And they're like, well, I don't know about that. What? (laughs) Like, no, no, no. You have a good and or a service. I want it and I will give you money for it. So, because here's the thing that I don't what a understand. World we live in, and I have had the same conversation. I went through a brief period where I was a contractor, didn't have health insurance. I had the same conversation mm-hmm. with doctors' offices. They're like, "Well, you don't have insurance." And I was like, "No, I have this kind of fake insurance thing." They're like, "Oh well, I don't know. That's not in our system." And I'm like, "Cool. I have in my bank account the amount of money this this will cost me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we can't see you without insurance. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Here's the do you money. Wanna, do you want to know why they can't? Well, they have the right to refuse you service without that. Well, it's because they run in health networks owned by insurance. And so when they run things not through insurance, the insurers get mad. Because here's the thing. I don't know if you know this. Insurance is a scam. It's a scam where they get people to pay you money so that they can cover services that you still have to pay for. Right. So they effectively do nothing, but the only thing they have is that they have the providers in a chokehold. So 
they say, hey, look, we'll be your insurance carrier and let you be in our network because that's how you get all your patients, but you have to use our insurance mostly. So they always have to run things through insurance. Otherwise, the insurance companies would be like, hey, look, you're out here giving away goods and services for money when you should be letting us have people pay us so that you can give them goods and services, but also they still pay us and we'll give you a cut of it. Right. But here's my rebuttal. The to system's that. working great. All right. And that's what you don't understand. Here's my rebuttal to that, though. My fake insurance is part of those networks <laughs> and does that and was like the whole reason is that they do exactly that. They will do the thing. Right. And it was purely because these people would not call the place for them to be like, yeah, no, we are part of the insurance networks. You're good. The amount of times I've argued with them. And then, you know what? You know how much? Okay, here's the question. How much do you think I paid for my medicine this past month that they texted me and I just ignored them? Because they were like, it's too expensive. And I showed up. They texted me. They're like, oh, it's going to be like $300. And then I showed up. It was $40. (laughs) (laughs) Explain that to me, Canada. I don't know. I have to ask them, you know, the mayor, you know, you have to bring some cocaine to the alleyway to meet the mayor for your drug deal. And you can ask him questions. Yeah. Tyler, do you want to dive right into this movie? Let's dive right into it, Cody. Do you want me to go first since you have like no notes and don't know what you're talking hey, about? Because it's I didn't been like say I months. have no notes. I have basically no notes. All right. There's a difference. sir. But yeah, no, you can go ahead. Look, Let since me... our last recording. I got us, you and I, a new watch so that we can keep doing the timer. Doesn't that make you happy? Makes me so happy. Let me know when you're ready and I'll hit start on my end. I'm ready, but are we even where we need to be? That's the question. Oh, you're right. You know what, Cody? How foolish of me. (laughs) Cody, just... I know we're 18 minutes into this podcast, but... (laughs) Climb into my arms, all right? I'm just going to carry you. That's what I don't, you know, there's nothing good for me to pick from this movie, so I'm just going to carry you. I'm just going to carry you across the threshold into Spoiler Town, USA. All right, so that we can spoil the movie. All right? We can spoil any movie we want. Dumbledore dies. Ho, ho, gotcha. That's how Star Wars ends, all right? Here we go. I'm hitting start, Cody. Cody, let me tell you, my first note... This is so this is John Wick. That's what this is. This is John Wick. This is exactly what happens with John Wick before he gets buried. And I'm like, even at the end, I'm like, you know what? This is just a truncated John Wick with, you know, older people in general. Right. That's all this is. This is the Baba Yaga. He is in New York. He's out here. He's doing stuff except John Wick, not French. He's uh, uh what's it called he's a gypsy he's rom 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 you know what i'm saying they do ballerina stuff in the movie right anyway let's talk about mafia stan <laughs> what a name what a name mafia stan right anyway i just that i mean that's like i pulled that there's a whole scene they shoot a four-year-old whatever the thing i pulled from that is mafia stan you this is a man that knew what he wanted to be from the first moments of life. All right. This man knew he came out that womb. He's like, call me mafia Stan. All right. He had a stogie in his mouth and he had a gun on his hip. All right. And he knew what he was about from that moment to the moment he died. All right. And he, he was good at it. Right. He was out here doing the mafia thing, except for that. He was probably a cop. Is that what we found out later? 
So this is a cop called Mafia Stan. These cops, let me tell you, what an accurate depiction of the NYPD. All right. These guys let loose into apartment complexes more than the freaking Russian military in Ukraine. All right. That's what's happening right now. You know how many old ladies are catching stray bullets? Nobody knows. Who are they going to call? The cops? You know, like... What the heck, dude? These walls paper thin. All right. The walls in my apartment. Here's the thing. I'm up around the Baston area. We know we're prepped for this. Walls, solid concrete. Ain't nothing getting through my walls. Our neighbors could have a shootout. I'm going to be perfectly safe, you know. But these people, they're basically a house of made out of paper that's falling apart. You seen these videos in New York where like the front of the buildings are like falling off. Right. And then they're like, you have to leave the building. And they're like, when can we go back? They're like, probably never. We're probably just going to demolish this building with all your stuff inside. And everybody's like, no, no, you can't do that. And then that's the last I read about it. And I don't know how it's gone. That was a year ago. So they could have just maybe they killed all those people. Who knows? But the front of buildings in New York, they're just falling off out here. Let me tell you, this should have been Darth Vader's backstory, right? That's what this should have been. It's Natalie Portman. That's right. She, you know, she won me over. Then she lost me again because she's the worst in this movie. Like she is in every movie. Okay. But this should have been like what Darth Vader's backstory should have been. Screw him being raised by Obi-Wan Kenobi and, uh, you know, plucked out and won in a game of chance by Qui-Gon Jinn or whatever, you know. And then I said, and I thought about it and I said, or at least Boba Fett's, right? This would have been a good backstory for Boba Fett, right? Let's just, this is on Coruscant. They're doing their thing, you know. Boba's daddy gets killed, you know, and he's not the... No, but no, Boba Fett, what is he? He's a clone. That's a spoiler. Boba Fett, he's a clone. Uh, and then how does he die, Cody? Let's talk about how he died in the original Star Wars movie. He gets bumped. He gets bumped into a Sarlacc pit. And then as and then what happened? The kids that watched that movie as kids, they grew up. Then they got in charge of Star Wars. And then they said, no, because he's, he's so cool, he was able to tunnel his way out. And I said, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't change it just because you thought Boba died in a dumb way. He died in a dumb way. Boba Fett's dead. Long live Boba Fett. You know what? That's what I'm saying. It should have been a new Boba Fett. There's so many clones. You know, all the other clones, but they all died, Cody. Anyway, here's the thing. I put with 56 minutes left in this two-hour movie. Is she going to kill him in the end? And then in my last note is basically, yeah. She basically caused this guy's death, right? She goes into the... To the freaking DEA office with a Chinese food bag full of guns like she's going to do something about it. This is a 12 year old Natalie Portman. All right. What's going to happen? What is this? In the, what is this V for Vendetta? No, because he would. He, he was cool. I don't know. She was in that movie, too. I don't know if you know. That was a good movie. Cody, look at me. Look me in the eyes. This is a good movie. I saw that clip. I saw the clip recently at the end where it's like him like, oh, if I'm, it had a very similar feel of at the end of V for Vendetta when he's like, all right, you guys go, then I'm going to go. If I'm still standing at the end of you guys all firing, I'm going to kill you all. And they all shoot him and he's still standing. And I felt a very similar feel. So it's two Natalie Portman movies that feel very similar. Then there's another movie that Netflix recommended to me called My Name is Vendetta or whatever. And I feel like, what? That seems like a ripoff of both of these movies, right? Tyler, I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Look, you were you were getting on to something there, but now it's time to be quiet because I'm talking and I'm going to go. So she's so little. Natalie Portman, you know. You ever see an actor and you're like, oh, right, they were a child actor. Totally forgot. 
because she's had a whole other career since these days, you know, since the days of Leon, the professional and um, Star Wars and all that. She's so little, you know, Natalie Portman, what a treasure. She's so great. She's like a good actress and she's good in so many things. And um, she's in this one. So it's a movie that we've all heard of. We've all seen this movie, but we haven't because we've seen the clip of young Natalie Portman as uh, what's her name? Marilyn Monroe. And we thought to ourselves, what is this, though? Because the clip never explains what it is, you know? So it's like, what is this weird movie? You know, I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it and Bailey's seen it because she when I told her I was watching this, she was like, hold up. I know what that is, you know? So, yeah, I finally got to watch the movie. Now I know what the F was going on and I'm cool with it. Totally fine. Everything's above board. That's the thing. You hear about this movie and people are like, it's about a child and a man. And I don't know what's going on because she's in a dress and it's fine. You know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's French, but also it's in America, you know, so don't even don't think about it too much. This is how the police are. It just is. I need your help with some of these notes. So we're really I mean, we're really going to be scraping the barrel, my guy. Here's the thing. I don't know what any of this stuff means. He wears shoes in the bed. That's the thing. That's look. I know he's supposed to be like kind of slow, but also he's like a savant because he's so good at killing. He's so good at murder and he's such a sweet man, but also he does a lot of murder, you know, but he's a little awkward and uh, he's letting that mafia dude take advantage of him. Right. Am I crazy? He wears shoes to bed. All right. That's what you need to understand. He's in bed wearing shoes is that part of him being a professional or is it just because maybe he doesn't know to tie his shoes you know and it's a whole thing it's a whole thing to get your shoes off and put them back on after retime so he just leaves them on leaves them tied i don't know don't wear your shoes look that's the worst if there's any you can wear clothes in bed all right i'll give it up to you i've done it before i don't like doing it but i will do it you can't wear your shoes in the bed right am i crazy Let's talk about this. Someone steals a basketball in this movie, and I don't know why, but it was like so distracting to me. I was like, did they rehearse this? I don't understand. You're going to have to explain that to me because it's been too long. Here's my favorite part of this movie. Aside from it was pretty good. I enjoyed, well, first I enjoyed like the lore of him being like the John Wick, Baba Yaga murder savant guy. I thought that was fun. Like when they're in the big shootout and he like he's hanging from the ceiling, you know, and you're like, oh, he got him. He's he's smarter than them, you know, and even at the beginning when he sneaks around and then he pops right up behind the dude, and he's like, all right, here we go. I'm here. I beat you. You know, I enjoyed all of that. And uh, but what I enjoyed most of all, the very end, you know, he's making a sacrifice so that Nat little Natalie Portman can take the plant and plant it in the place. But I thought it was great cinematography. You see him and you, he has his standoff with what's his name. I really enjoyed um, that he gets shot and they show like from his perspective of him stumbling down. Like you watch from his perspective, the camera tumble. I don't know. I just I really like the way that scene flowed. I thought it was smart filmmaking. He gets he gets him. He gets what's his name. I don't know. What's that guy's name? The police officer detective commissioner gordon all right he's he is an actor his name isn't commissioner gordon here's the thing about commissioner gordon 
in my as a as a human man, like the first time I knew of Commissioner Gordon was when he was Commissioner Gordon in Batman Begins. So for me, I was like, it's such a small role. You know, I was like, this is his this is where he was born. He started living right now when he became Commissioner Gordon. But actually, he had like a 20 year film career before he became Commissioner Gordon. This is one of those movies. So he's been all over. He's done all the things he was in. Was he was he in Sid and Nancy? He was in one of those old movies, uh, whatever that movie's called. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. It's not called Sid and Nancy, but it's the one. It's about Sid Vicious and it's a biopic and, you know, Sid and Nancy, you know, Sid Vicious. Did you mouth it to me? I wasn't looking. Oh, no. Do it again. I can. Here's the thing. I'm so bad at reading lips. It's hilarious. I have a learning disorder. That's what you don't understand. So oh, Cody, I'm going to have to cut you off. Aren't it? Bailey yeah. thinks if she's, if she mouths something across the room, I can ever understand more than 2% of it. And it's a game we play where I'll get progressively closer to her, have her keep repeating it. And let me tell you, I've gotten it right. Probably once. I mean, we've played this game a dozen times. I'm, Look, if it was batting averages, I would be kicked. They wouldn't even keep me in the minors. You know what I'm saying? I would be out of a job and then some. Cody, you you pulled a movie that I'd never heard of about a person I've never heard of. And yeah, it is called Sid and Nancy. So, yeah. <laughs> no way. But what I said, what I, I mouthed to it, you was dude. biopic. I know so much kind of about some stuff. What'd you say? I mouthed biopic to you. That's what I mouthed. <laughs> no. Yeah. There you go. You got me. All right. You know, you came so, out and you said biopic and I said, oh, you mean biopic? I, <laughs> I, I, I need your help with this note. What? Stansfield. And he's a D.A. boss is what about. he is. That's what Gary Oldman's name. the actor's name? Gary Oldman. There it is. Gary, he, he was Sid Vicious. He was Dracula. Yeah. He was all the things before he was Commissioner Gordon. But, you know, isn't he just Commissioner Gordon, though? Yeah. Right. You know, right. all right. Here's my thing. Let's talk about him. We're talking about him. I need you. I know you just watched this. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. He gives a line reading of a very simple phrase, and I need you to recall it from memory and reenact yeah. it for me because it blew my mind the way he did it. He says, I love Mozart. I love Mozart. Do you remember how he said it? Doesn't he just say Mozart? The line. How did he read the line? What what his dramatic inflection? Oh. It was something weird and I wanted to talk about it, but it's been too long. Um I mean he says it very like almost sexy. <laughs> yeah. So like I love Mozart was it one of those or no he's like, I, don't, I can't he like because he comes in they've he's killed the family he shotguns the wife in the tub he kills the the mom the son, little boy is holding hiding under the bed he, he kills the sister the older sister right he's going nuts he's on drugs he has his pills that are something and he's like comes in he's killed everybody he's like I love Mozart <laughs> there he goes like yeah, he's, he's really yeah he's uh, like really into yeah, it you know yeah, let's talk about his performance because it's one of, look, there's three ways to play a villain, right? Number one, gay, all right? You act in a flamboyant, queer sort of manner, and that's how you do it. Think okay, of can, every Disney villain. let me stop right there for a second. Number two, oh, no, what? let me say, I just, you say it, I could say the best example of that, Cody, I've ever seen yeah. of that style is uh -huh. definitely the new Fast and Furious movie. 
Oh, Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa oh. is yes, he's doing the gay villain. You can think of Scar. You can think of Ursula. You can think of Hades a little bit. You know, gay, all gay. these people. <laughs> I think in Disney movies. <laughs> Gay Disney villains, right? So British accent, right? That's There's a really good bit. Bowen Yang does a great oh. bit about it. He play he's Jafar on Weekend Update, and he explains how all the Disney villains are gay. Anyway, it's great. So that's option number one. Option number two, you go the menacing route, right? You're very stoic. You're very, you know, you've got the glare. You've got the stare, the presence, the big presence. That's what you go for. You know, the mean mugging. That's number two. That's the safe way. That's the easy way. Right. Number three, the wild card. All right. This dude is crazy and weird for no reason. And that is what Gary Oldman's doing. Look, it's been done many times before. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it really doesn't. You know, let me ask you this. How did you fare with Gary Oldman's wild card villain performance? I, I thought, you know, I was, I had mixed feelings on it personally. Um, I thought it could it, like had he played it as though he was just a high ranking DEA guy. Right. Mm. And, mm-hmm. but he's also corrupt. Right. Because that would have been really sinister. Right. Is that like, Oh, he's yeah. acting and talking and moving and everything like a cop, but it, everything he's doing is super illegal would have been really kind of crazy to see, but instead yeah. it's like, you know, I'm just going to walk in and act like a mob boss, but it's, I'm he's coming in as a like DA a caricature agent. of like a crazy gangster villain sort of dude, but he's, yeah. yeah. So it, it's hard to reconcile. Cause it, he's, it took me a long time to figure out he was police, you know, where I was like, he, but right. But he isn't though. Right. Because look at what he's doing and how he's doing it, you know? Yeah, it does. It does. It is worth mentioning, right? The him and his crew are DEA agents, which is like he's so he's not necessarily like NYPD, but how right. he's able to like abandon his hippie agent, you know, and all of like, you know, here's the thing. If you're I understand these guys sometimes have to blend in. Holy cow. Sorry, I'm getting an ad over on the side here for a thing about Harry Potter and like their reunion special they did a while back. Mm -hmm. And it's showing everybody. And then it does a shot of Neville. You know what what that guy's name? Just standing in the middle of the party they're having. And it's everyone else. It's just like candid shots of them being, you know, them or during Mm -hmm. filming. And him, it's just like. Look how hot he is. And then they cut to the next <laughs> shot of the next person. <laughs> We've got so everyone. Funny. Emma Watson. And then it's Daniel just Radcliffe. Hot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh also it is funny that on the Leon the professional page, it's just showing me ads for literally anything and everything right now that Gary Oldman is in. Yep. Um, but yeah, so he uh I don't know. I felt it weird, but I, I mean I didn't think it was bad. I just felt like it could have done better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of that. It was a bit, it was just a bit much for me, but also it was one of those things where like, I don't know how many people had done the total wildcard villain yet, or if it had yeah. been played out. This is more like an indie movie at the time. So it was, in, it was interesting to see because he's such an established actor and he's won Oscars since then and been in like movies like Oppenheimer and the Churchill one and, you know, yeah. Um, Several others, yeah, so just interesting to see him playing like a, you know, the wild card villain, you know? Yeah. 
It is it is interesting because there's another there's a few movies right where he is famously like the bad guy right and he mm-hmm. I feel like this was here's what I think because there's another movie and I can't put my finger on what the movie was let me click into his his uh, filmography maybe it'll pop out at me but I remember it being there's a couple other movies where he plays a very similar character but it's much more refined almost like this is the beginning of him figuring out how to play that kind of character. Yeah. And then he just does a lot better later on, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Oh gosh. Do you remember how he was Dr. Smith and lost in space? Oh, he's also in the fifth element. Isn't that fun? He's in Robocop. Oh, that's, it does see, he does seem very similar to his character in fifth element. Mm, Yeah. But if I feel like his character in the Fifth Element fits much more that kind yeah. of feeling than it does here, but that makes sense if like it's the same director, sci-fi kind of movie, yeah, yeah. But I He's mean, in... that is a good point because that is later. That's a few years later. Yeah, so feels a little bit more refined. Like you figured it out. Holy cow! <laughs> they did so many movies in between those two. Man, he was in Harry Potter. He was Sirius Black before he was Commissioner Gordon. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Man, you know, Gary Oldman, just a just a true American treasure. You know, forget about the UK, right? Let's let's adopt him here, right? Let's... Gary? I'm oh, sorry. He's in Air Force One. He's got a Russian name, so I'm assuming he's the villain. Yeah. Based on what I know about Harrison Ford movies. I'll tell you what was crazy was growing up, seeing him in Harry Potter and Batman. And then you see him for the first time as a villain and you're like, wait yeah. a second, but he's a good guy. And it's like, not he's very often, good guy. not very often. I think that's why he was guy. a good serious black. Cause serious black, such a character where like, you don't know if you can trust him, you know, kind of a thing. Like there's that kind of element yeah. of like people don't, you know, anyway, whatever he plays Lee Harvey Oswald in JFK. What a, you know, what a treasure, right? Sid and Nancy called it. Let's talk about Natalie Portman. Yeah, so what, you got beef with the Portman? I mean, she just like, she's out here trying her best to get Leon murked, all right? That's what I don't like, and she succeeds. That's your problem. So is it your problem with Natalie Portman or Natalie Portman's character? I mean can't they just be the same let's talk about her dad because this dude here's the thing in the first scene he's so terrified when gary oldman's out there being like you better get me this stuff or else and then the next scene it's like the money's due and he's like hey family what's going on and like dude did you not plan for this because he said he was coming back like i thought he would have bailed or like done something Right? Am I crazy? No, you're or right. He it bad was weird. Drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. It was he almost like they shot that scene and then they were like, you know what? Let's shoot this scene where you're terrified. He's like, and this happens after? No, before. He's like, well, then why am I playing the scene this way? Yeah, it was. I'm just saying, I would have done something. Yeah, literally anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, he's trying anything. to, he's trying to have like, bedroom time with his wife on the day he's set to get murdered and like his whole family gets murdered right Right. i don't know whatever it is what it is yeah there was some stuff that's a little 
disjointed it feels like but you know i mean like i said overall i feel like the movie is all right i just feel i like liked it's leon i like natalie portman and i liked the whole dynamic i thought it was i thought it was cute she loves him what do you think it's weird is it a weird thing is it like a romantic thing or is she just confused or is it like a daddy daughter thing i mean i think from his perspective it was very much daddy daughter and from and you know from hers it was very much like we're lovers you know, mm, which I mean, that's yeah. not the only movie to. I mean, to explore look. that kind of a messed up relationship where the younger woman is like, I love you. And the guy's like, oh, I love you, too. Little sweet thing, you know, like, oh, yeah, little daughter figure. You know, I joke about all the time, which, you know, you can steal this since we have a similar age gap between us and our wives. Um, You know, I'll be talking to my wife and i'll be like oh i love you so much you're the best thing you know i'll be doing that whole thing then i'll be like i'm mm-hmm. like father figure to you i'm like your dad and you're like my little daughter and it'll just evolve and she hates it and it's the best uh that's the best dude uh but you know you got to be careful with that whole you know oh she hates it but you do it because then what's gonna happen she kills you cody you know that's the moral of this movie right i don't know here's the thing this is the second sweet boy plucked from a horrible obscure life by a shady organization mm-hmm. and then becomes a master of his craft this is the second time she gets one of those guys horribly burned and then eventually killed okay yeah. well it's technically the first time and then she does it again yeah she learned nothing from this movie She learned how to, you know, grow up and get elected queen of Naboo. That's it. That's all she does. And she learns how to power grab. You know what I'm saying? She learns how to become a ballerina and make fight club for chicks. That's what Black Swan is, right? We've discussed this before. (laughs) That's what it is, right? It's black. It's fight Fight club. Because isn't the thing where it's like, isn't it the whole thing where it's like, is the other person real or not or something like that? And uh, it's like, it's, it's yeah, I multiple. mean, not sorry to spoil Fight Club for everybody. Yeah, she, she kind of has the thing. Look, we're in Spoiler Town. We're up to five movies spoiled. And frankly, it's not enough. So, you know, th- yeah, I hear what you're saying. There's that element to it. Here's the thing. Uh, according to the trivia, someone... <laughs> robbed a store nearby during filming and he stumbled across the set and was like, Oh no, a bunch of police and gave himself up. So <laughs> to the police extras, what a nerd, great. you know, also Jean Renault, who oh, plays Leon, said he, uh, he played the character just a little bit mentally slow because it would help audiences kind of relax and realize he isn't someone who would take advantage of a young woman. So there you go. Yeah. Which so I it's think all above board. All right. It, well, yeah, no, I think I remember seeing that people talk about this movie about it being like, oh, well, it's kind of creepy because it's him and a younger, like a little girl. And he's kind of, you know, creepy. And I'm like, I didn't get the creepiness. But I like how I wonder if this is the inception of the. You know, trying to make a, a super serial killer or not serial killer, like a super assassin play them slightly like almost like they're a little bit autistic Mm because i would like being a little bit autistic would help you be a better serial killer yeah you know and so i think that would be or or not serial killer sorry (laughs) i guess technically serial killer 
but you're paid to do it and you do it professionally. Well, so you're an assassin. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, there's a difference, you know? So, uh, you know, I wonder if this was one of the, like the first times that was done or if it was him partially doing that because other people had already done it. But I feel like it is very much, you know, where you're like, Oh, they're so scary and intimidating. But like you said, exactly like what he says, it humanizes them a lot where you're like, oh, you're really good at this thing, but you kind of struggle with some other stuff. Yeah. Like you struggle. You can't be normal, but you're really good at uh, murder. Yeah. For money, you know, for money. But he doesn't even get the money. That's the thing. Right. And that's the other thing. Let's talk about Tony. Tony. Let's talk about Big Tony. Talk about mm-hmm. not mafia Tony, Italian Tony. You know, not to be confused with gay Tony, which is a GTA character, I believe, or maybe it's the same person. We don't know. Um, I could not put my finger on is he taking advantage of him or is he not? It is him taking advantage of him, right? But he's not, but it's like it's like he is Is he protecting him because he is a little mentally slow and giving him stable employment or is he straight up ripping him off like completely, you know? That's the thing. I wanted to know like if he said, "All right, I need my like I need, you know, $30,000." Would he have given it to him or would he have been like, "Well, here's some money, you know?" Yeah. Like did he and actually keep track of how much like, he owed? It's also like he also makes the same offer to Natalie Portman and it's like, "Well, she's even more vulnerable than Leon was at the time when he yeah. was hired." So kind of gives but me bad vibes he'd rather than taking him in and being like no no you can i'll you know we'll teach you how to be a cleaner which is what he did to, to leon he's like no uh-huh. get out of here come back every month i'll give you money because he so it's almost like that's the thing that got me where i'm like so does he feel bad that he got him into this whole thing and he died just to protect this little girl and then he's like no break the cycle cody or what you know that's the question because she's like i want to do the thing and he's like absolutely not you know what i'm saying do you want to talk about how um (laughs) they did a little jfk reenactment and (laughs) shot a a politician in central park with a paintball gun (laughs) sniped him what (laughs) look i thought it was hilarious but that was so dark yeah (laughs) well i thought she was just gonna kill somebody random I did enjoy like the turn of that scene, right? Because it's like, okay, I'm going to show you how to do it. And like, they never lead on that. It's a paint bullet, you know? And so it's like, yeah. hold up. Anyway, I, I got a huge kick out of it. I can enjoy some dark humor, but I was like, man, this is, this is twisted, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's the French for you, you know? Just oh a, yeah. Just a dark, dark, empty wasteland of a country. You know? Mm-hmm. Nothing to live for really. What do they have? Butter and butter based oh, no, no. pastries. What? You know what I'm saying? That's all they're known. You know, that's all is they French, have. Is France known for butter? Yeah. Uh, oh. French food has lots of butter and bread with butter and pastries filled with butter and sauces mounted with butter. It's like the one thing they do, you know? Okay. I believe you, you know? Thank you. Look. Never mind. So what else? Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy the relationship. I think the scene a lot of people have seen from this movie is Natalie Portman doing the different. um, She plays dress up and does different celebrities, including Marilyn Monroe and some others. She does Charlie Chaplin. And uh, Leon obviously knows nothing, but 
I got a huge kick out of his uh, John Wayne impersonation, and then Natalie Portman oh, yeah. doesn't get it either, and he does it, and he's so sad when she doesn't get it. it was, you know, it was cute. I I liked it. I enjoyed the relationship. Is Natalie Portman a bad person? A little bit, you know, but also I thought she was great. I loved her. Yeah. She did stroll into police headquarters with a bag of guns. <laughs> I don't know. You know, kids will be kids. We've all done it. We've all gone into police headquarters and taken in weapons with the intention of executing revenge on a crooked cop. And, you know, we've all had Leon come to bail us out. Right. You know, you know, like, yeah. And that's, uh, you know, what? That's just some, you know, fun childhood japes, you know? Yeah. You got to let kids be kids. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, they grow up to create a, a dark Lord of the Sith, you know, and yeah, that's fine. You know, they're out there doing their best. Um, Mafia Stan. Which one's Mafia Stan? He's the one that says, minute. don't shoot. It's me, Mafia Stan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie is so French, dude. You can't even, you don't even know, you know? It, uh, yeah. It, which is really funny because the, the amount that the police, like, don't get me wrong. The, uh, you know, the NYPD, like most major police departments does have a reputation for emptying thousands of bullets into somebody eating a piece of fruit because it could have been a grenade, Cody. Mm hmm. But the well, comical amount of shots fired <laughs> when anything happens. I mean, was it a Gatling gun? What did they bring out? They, they brought, brought out, out some like like a fifty caliber high, like yeah. machine gun. And then well, here's the thing: is that you didn't need that gun to fire that rocket, right? Which they did shoot a rocket into an apartment. Oh, yeah. Which which caused the bad guy to yell at them for being too violent, which I'm like, if there's anything that is more, is there anything more French than criticizing American police <laughs> for being too violent when your police will fire into crowds of protesters and everybody's just like, yeah, that's Tuesday. And it's like, OK, uh -huh. that causes riots in America. <laughs> I mean, but what? hey, when when wildcard villain. What's Commissioner Gordon comes out here and says, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. I'm just going to say it when like he murdered an apartment full of women and children and was like, hey, what's going on? Let me explain to you about Mozart and what's cool about him. You know? Yeah. If he says it's too much, it's too much. It's classic. Look, Tyler, if you're ever going to be a boss, let me explain something to you. You delegate the responsibility, and then if it doesn't get done, you criticize the people for how they're doing it so that it seems like you didn't do a bad job giving them direction. So you look like a good manager because you're like, I'm whipping these people in line. It's a win-win-win, right? If they had got him, he'd be like, I'm so smart for making the plan. But they didn't get him, so he had to be like, hey, you guys, I don't know who told you to do this, but it's dumb of you to follow these orders, you know? So now he's like, I'm adding value by whipping these boys into shape. Right. This is what I learned in business school, dude. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That is how you these manage. are the tactics. 
That's how you manage people and projects, you know? And you're down here, you know, you know how to do the thing. Yeah. You and Gary, all right? Um, but yeah, this movie, I got to tell you, this movie, like you said, it is very French, but I do feel like, you know, it, overall, I liked it. I think the thing that felt off is its age, and it that's, I think, all it was. It's just mm-hmm. like it it's old but it just it feels like there's something just a little bit like there's a certain level of polish that it's missing and i don't know if that's due to it being french or its age or what it's just a bit raw but i mean it's one of those first movies for a director i think or first major movie or first english movie i don't think he had much before this so it's one of those movies that like people really liked or it did well enough that it kind of launched this dude's career. And even though he's kind of had some box office flubs, he's still gotten projects since then, you know, consistently. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I liked it maybe a bit better than you did. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think you enjoyed it more. Honestly, the one thing that got in the way for me in this movie was just Gary Oldman's performance. Like I think if he had dialed it back 20% or refined it a little bit, I would have been a little, you know, I would have been like blown away by the movie, but I found it just a bit distracting. Um, But I really like those main two characters together. And also, you know, there was some great cinematography, some interesting ideas from like an action perspective up. I'm watching the trailer for it. How'd that happen? And then (laughs) I was trying to pull up the director. Um, I also really liked the symbolic ending, right? So Leon always takes his plant everywhere. And Natalie Portman says, you know, if you really wanted that plant to flourish, you'd go and, you know, let it be outside and plant it somewhere. Um, and that's the end of the movie is she takes the plant with her when she flees and goes to her school. She's like, OK, I'll do it. And she plants it down in the school. She says, you know what? I think we're going to I think we're going to do all right here. And. I, I like the symbolic ending and I thought it was a really strong way to finish the movie. Tie it all together with a little bow. And it's like, oh, Natalie Portman is the plant that needed, you know, needed the freedom. And uh, now she had to go. He's done several movies before this one. So I don't yeah. know who said he didn't do any movies before this, but I think that was you. I think you said that. No, Tyler, you're out. You're doing this podcast wrong. And I don't know oh. who told you that. <laughs> Oh, let's, I'm sorry. Let's, look, let's look at it let's look at this uh filmography oh it's okay he's done some shorts in the 80s uh i think maybe a couple movies the big blue nikita atlantis and then leon so he did he did a handful some music videos though so i'm guessing they weren't all major films right this is a ocean documentary so don't get it twisted I would never get it twisted, Cody. Don't you worry. I would never. Um, yeah. But yeah. Man, Tyler, my computer, you know, do you want to replace it for me? Because it's so slow. Cody, if, you know. I used I could, to be able to zip around this World Wide Web with the speed of Leon murdering people. And now I'm out here like Natalie Portman, just clunky, walking around, dropping guns out of a plastic bag. I will say something that might blow your mind. I don't know if you've seen it. So if you're looking at the IMD page, IMDb page, close it. Do you want to guess where this movie is rated on the IMDb top 250? 
which is the most reliable of all movie scoring systems. Here's the problem. I have in my head a clear picture of the number that's said there, but I also looked at uh, Blade Runner and several Ridley Scott movies very recently, and I don't know if this <laughs> if it's Leon the Professional or one of those. So I'm going to say it is 225. You know, you're a fool. You're a fool to have doubted Luc Besson, you know, the Frenchman who brought us this American action movie classic. I lost it. I can't find it. I think it was 38. Where'd it go? Uh, And it's 250 IMDb movies? Yeah, I got to find it. Here's the thing. It looks so different on the web versus on my phone. And I saw it on my phone and here we are. Wow. Well, I got to answer this question for you. Was there anything else that stuck out to you about this one? No, I mean, I liked the, the yeah, fight, 38. the, the like scene of him, anytime it was him working and doing stuff. Um, it felt very, you know, it felt very John wick, which is crazy. Cause mm. you think about like John wick being the first thing that felt very John wick. Mm-hmm. But the, here we are. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing that I that I want to say is just like, can we just get a moment to just appreciate good old Gene here? Mm, yes, we can. Or if you want to pronounce it correctly, because he deserves it. Jean, I'm guessing, is how you pronounce it? Or uh, I mean, if I were French, I would say it Jean. But it, here's the thing. His birth Jean? name is Juan. Is he Juan? Is he Jean? Do they have Juan ones? Moreno Herrera Jimenez? Like yeah. he was born in Casablanca, Morocco to Spanish parents. Ooh, so he's Spanish, right? Hold on, hold on. His father was a linotypist. I don't know what oh, that yeah. is. Linotypist. Yeah. Linotypist. He settled oh, yeah. in France know. at age 17. He began studying drama and has his credits in French television theater as well as films. Okay, so he is an African Spanish fake frenchman is that right did i get that right maybe he it is sounds right. a global ambassador and fake frenchman jean renault i need so that's to hear why him i speak. like him i so need much. to hear him in an interview that's what i need i mean he sounds french <laughs> but i'm uh, he's like but i'm saying his you know you're saying he isn't spanish at all i'm Let me saying read you his name again his accent Juan that he Moreno speaks in this movie Herrera Jimenez. come on um, his his That's accent so that he Spanish, speaks in this dude. movie is his accent. So you know, I'm so confused, dude. Who is this man? He's Leon. That's true. He's also in The Big Blue, which came out six years before. Same director. He's also in Mission Impossible, which is where I first saw Ronan, Pink Panther. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the he's yeah Pink Panther. Such a treasure in Pink Panther. He's, you know, he's a good dude. When it comes to acting, he's real good at it. This man has been an action star for so long, but he's just a sweet little French man. And I just don't, I want to understand him. That's the thing, you know, but he's un-understandable. Because he doesn't look, like, if you just look at a picture of him, you're like, he's not an action movie star. And then you look (laughs) at every movie he's in, he's like, oh, he always plays like, He's in a lot of action movies. Yeah. He's always like an action guy. 
doing action stuff and he can do the action stuff and it fits and it's right. But it's like, you don't look like Tom Cruise, but you're better than him. But you betrayed Ethan Hunt. Probably. I can't remember. I think he's one of the guys that died. Spoilers for Mission Impossible. I think he betrays him as one of the guys, but like, so does what's his face uh, that is in all the other movies too. So, you yeah, know. let's talk about this. I think I have our next Jean Reno movie we need to watch. Okay. It's called truffles. And uh, the poster says less truffles. Then the synopsis is a boozy boxer is again, beaten to a pulp in the ring and decides to head for the Mediterranean resort of Norbon where his brother owns a pizza wagon. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. What's a pizza wagon? It's a wagon. Okay. Pizzas. Like a food truck, but for... I believe so. With no gas? All right. Well, that's great. Anyway, there's a pig on the cover, and I think we should probably watch it. All right. I think that's the one where it's... Uh, it has to do with somebody... I think that's a very... Uh, what's the word? Like a... What's the movie where the guy goes back to his hometown and then beats a bunch of guys to death? Is he was a soldier or whatever? Anyway, it's kind of like oh. that, but with a pig, a truffle pig. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You beat me, all right? If you won. If that, Tyler, if it's is that what you want me okay, to no. say? Hold on. You if the, if won it is the, the movie episode, I'm thinking okay? it is, if it's the movie I'm thinking it is, everything I just said, it's gonna we're gonna watch that movie, and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, you're right. That's the movie. <laughs> it's gonna make you mad how uh, right I am. That's the thing. That's what you're not ready for. Oh, Cody, I re- I just realized we almost definitely forgot to do this. I have the device. Do you want to do it? Do you yes, want me yes, to do yes, it? Yes, 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 yes. Well, should we rate the movie? Oh, we should give rate it a grade, the and then we'll do our device. Okay. I'll. Do you mind if I just throw it out there? Just throw it out there. Throw it up. I'm gonna give this one. It's tough because there's a lot of things I liked about it. But that Gary Oldmanness, and to your point, the weird undertone that is mixed matchy vibes, does take it down just a notch. Hmm. It's been too long since I've seen it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it safe and give it a B plus. It's a solid B plus. It's close to an A minus. Uh, that's where I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it a B plus. You know, A if uh, Gary Oldman was in you know if gary oldman did this movie now this movie was the exact same but it was gary oldman doing the part now i think this movie would be an a but we oh, got yeah. a young gary oldman and i'm gonna give it a b plus i'm fluttering between two right i'm, I'm right. fluttering back and forth but i think overall i liked the movie i was happy we mm-hmm. watched it it's not like some of these movies where i'm just like what is this movie from the beginning, I never thought, what is this movie? Yeah. I thought this is, you know, this is a good one. Not a great one, but a good one. So what I think I'm going to go for is I think I'm going to go on the higher side of where I'm teetering here. Hmm. I'm going to go B minus. Hmm. Okay. I can respect the luck. We're here in Cody's corner and anything in the B range, I'll take as a win, you know? Yeah. Sort of like when we watch Tyler's Trash, anything in the D range, you're like... Nailed it. I got Cody to watch a movie he hated, you know? 
I mean, honestly, most of those tile trash movies, whenever you give them more than an F, I'm like, you have bad taste in movies. <laughs> I this mean, is a terrible let's, movie. Let's talk about this while you get the, I know you got the device just about queued up, but question I want to ask is how many movies have I given an F? Because I think it's only like one or two. I think we did this before and I think I've given more F's than you. Well, Tyler, you're the you're the artist of the group. You know, you're out here. You've got the the taste, that refined palate, and I'm just here. Whatever you slop down on the table, I'm gonna wolf up. You know. I think I just have more hate in my heart than you do. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, Google, clear all. We're gonna click on. <laughs> there's an F and there's an F plus. No F minuses. Um, one, two, three. I've only got three F's on the board, and it's Yu-Gi-Oh, Name of the King, Resident Evil, Extinction, all Tyler movie. I mean, what? You know, Yu-Gi-Oh, what? hold on. Yu-Gi-Oh was not a Tyler. Was it a Tyler? No, it was. We, but that was, we had a guest on <laughs> it that. Was, so, it, wasn't you know. it on a whim? <laughs> yeah. Tyler, I love your ratings. They're so good. Here we go. Tyler, I only see one F for you, but I thought there wasn't. Oh, I had to scroll up. There's. You've also got three F's, and we're oh. looking at this is so great, dude. Dumbo, <laughs> the the Tim Burton Dumbo, oh, yeah. and the grade is an F and an A because it's we did Dumbo and then we did classic Dumbo. Oh yeah, <laughs> the witch, which I gave an A, and I we both gave an F plus to in the name of the king, which once again is your movie. So, uh, we're. We've really cracked the but formula on podcast. Here's the thing you know? about the the name in the name of the king. It is so bad. It it is the epitome of like I just need. It is the same thing. You need me to see some of these indie movies so that you have someone right. to talk about it. That's why I needed you. To, yeah, yeah. In the name yeah. of the king. If I just described that movie to you, you would be like Tyler. This is a fever dream. Ray Liotta did not play <laughs> a weird wizard in a movie with Jason Statham. What are you talking about? It's so sad because like Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas, and I will only remember him as the wizard dude who did the Matrix kick in that fantasy film. <laughs> it's so weak. <laughs> Oh, oh, anyway, man. yeah. Uh, and then I originally gave an F to her, I believe. But then I changed it because I oh, feel like the revision. Yeah, I still don't like her that much, but I think we it's like friend. it is a good movie, but it's not. We got to find another like one so you can get your total above mine again. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll find another F movie for you. Don't worry. I just, you know, these people, they work hard on movies. So it's only when they truly just <laughs> miss it completely that I'm like really yeah. going to give them an F, you know? Yeah. And F is like a straight up fail, you know, and even yeah. a bad movie has good things about it, you know, as <laughs> in the name of the king, you know, it's got Jason Statham, you know, yeah. and that's why I got an F plus. His name <laughs> so. is Farmer, Cody. <laughs> All right, Tyler, let's talk about what we're going to watch for our next Cody's Corner down the road. Right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Am I? Wait, do you have it? Yeah. Am I hitting the button? You're hitting you're hitting the button because we must divine okay. the film. Oh. Yeah, Third Man. Oh, Third Man is, uh, what's the name of the guy? You know the guy. The guy know. who made that movie that's not actually a good movie that everyone says is a good movie because it's a classic movie. Um, oh, you're talking about... Orwell, Orson Welles. There we go. It's an Orson mm. Welles movie. 
perhaps his King. most beloved movie aside from the movie that is not as good as this movie supposedly i haven't seen either one yeah citizen kane that's the one you think citizen of, right? kane so we're gonna be watching the third man that's great i don't know if i've even seen norson wells movie if we're being real with one another yeah I'm Orson Welles is writer too. and stars. It's directors. Because I, I like to see good movies, and so many old movies are not as good as people think they were, you know? Nope. This is, like, contrary to popular opinion, like, movies in general have gotten better. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you and don't agree with There's more people this, making them, you know? And there's more money going into them. That's how I feel about the, the what was it, The Shining? That I was like, I don't think it's very good, but I think at the time it was better than anything else so it's really good yeah but it's like so many things have done it better but you know know i mean it's like if you were watching leon the professional yeah and comparing it to something like john wick you'd be like well this action scene sucks but it's like yeah but this seems like it was probably better like these action scenes were probably better than most action scenes that people had ever seen up yeah. to that point. I still I still I'll remind dig them. You, I thought they were great. Die Hard, he spent like 95% of the movie just in vents out of breath. Right? I don't know. I it's been so long since I've seen the movie, but he's so long in the he's been he's so long in the vents. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh Tyler, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank our listeners. We're out here on social media. We're not really, but we could be. You know, if you wanted us to be, we would be on social media. I made us a new Twitter account. I scrapped the old one. I made one that's actually with the podcast name and the podcast email. And wow. uh, now we have no followers. So come out and follow us. It's the logo, whatever. I might I might start posting when I will do movies that we don't actually record on. I might throw some bits out there but also twitter sucks so what are we what am i gonna do about that follow us on x you mean x also (laughs) you see that article they were like oh x might just be a placeholder i'm like well why it's not how is a placeholder better whatever okay and share us straight us review us you know we don't care if you do we're out here we're doing it for the love of it you know these other people they're doing it they're doing it because they're greedy. They want money out of this. I don't need money. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing about podcasts in general. I'm going to leave you with this in our outro that's supposed to be over by now. Yeah. It used to be you watched a podcast. Here's how it went. You know, you listened and you loved it. And there was an ad at the beginning. There's an ad in the middle. Sometimes an integrated ad that your host read and an ad at the end. And now it's like, let me feed you two ads at the start. Two different ad breaks in the middle with five ad reads in each one and then like two at the end. And it's driving me nuts, dude. These people, it's gotten out of hand. We got, I'm listening to podcasts with like a total of eight ads in it. I'm like, what are we even doing? So anyway, you're welcome. We're here and uh, you can listen to us. I don't even care if you do. Don't. All right. If you're listening now, turn it off. Until next time, watch movies. Have opinions. Isn't it crazy how we've like outlasted so many of those like famous sponsors. Like you think there's an early episode of ours where I was like, MeUndies is going to be pissed. MeUndies, when was the last time you heard of MeUndies ad? Are they even around anymore? <laughs>
It's been a minute, dude. It's been a minute. I just want to be known as the podcast that killed me undies, you know? That's what I want for us. <laughs> <laughs>